Can't Wait for Christmas is a proud member of the Christmas Podcast Network. Check out all the shows on the network at christmaspodcastnetwork.com. Hey, buddy, what you doing? Is it Christmas yet? No, sorry, not yet. I can't wait for Christmas. Yeah, I can't wait for Christmas either. In fact, let's celebrate now. <laughs> Welcome to the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. It's February 25th, 2022, and that means there's 10 months left until Christmas. Today on the show, we'll talk about what we know, or more accurately, what we think we know but actually don't know about the Magi, aka the Wise Men. I've also got a recipe for you of a cranberry cream cheese dip. We'll count down some Christmas jokes, and we'll close things out with a fun new interactive segment for 2022. Okay, let's start the show! Greetings, Yule Believers! Welcome back to the Christmas Cave! I'm your host, Tim Babb, or as you can call me this month, Hollywood Babb. Why would anyone call you that? I'm so glad you asked, imaginary listener that kind of sounds like Kermit the Frog. It's because I've been coming up with new Christmas TV show ideas, and I'm going to pitch them all on today's show. I have a bad feeling about this. Nah, it'll be great! You'll see! Let's jump right in with our first segment, We Need a Little Christmas. Now! We need a I know I gave out a lot of recipes during this segment last year, but this is something new. It's more than a recipe. It's my pitch for a new Christmas cooking show, In the Kitchen with Krampus. In the Kitchen with Krampus. Hello, boys and yous. <laughs> it's me, Krampus. And welcome to In the Kitchen with Krampus. With me, as always, is my lovely assistant, Tim. Lovely? It's a podcast. They can't see you run with it. So, what are we making today, Tim? Well, we're going to show folks how to make a cranberry cream cheese dip. That sounds like it will be very tasty. <laughs> Right. Well, this recipe comes from PlaydatesParties.com, and what you'll need is a block of cream cheese, two-thirds cup of cranberry sauce, a half a teaspoon to a teaspoon of creamy horseradish sauce, and a sprig or two of rosemary for garnish. That's sure to put a little sprig in your step. <laughs> right. So anyway, what you do is combine the cranberry sauce and the horseradish sauce in a small bowl. Well, that will bowl them over. <laughs> Okay, so then you place a block of cream cheese on your serving plate and spoon the creamy cranberry sauce you just made over the top. Let it sit for about a half hour before serving because it's best at room temperature. While you're waiting for it to get to room temperature, lay out crackers all around the plate to dip into this new creation. You can go with whatever cracker you want, but we'd recommend butter cookies, triscuits, saltine crackers, water crackers, or wheat crackers. Well, I won't let my wishy-washy wife decide. All these choices will crack her up. <laughs> I didn't even know Krampus had a wife. Look, I'm just here to make puns and laugh maniacally. Don't overthink it. 
Okay, well, that's the recipe, and if you missed any part of it, you can find the link to the recipe on the Playdates to Parties website in the show notes of this episode at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. And that will do it for this edition of In the Kitchen with Krampus. And remember, don't go swimming for an hour after eating, or you might get a Krampus. <laughs> I heard that wasn't even true. I just want to make puns! Okay, now it's time for our countdown feature, Five Golden Things. So, as you may know, before I was a Christmas podcasting superstar... Uh, Okay, before I was a mid-level Christmas podcaster, I was a stand-up comedian. But thanks to the pandemic and my own lack of connections, I haven't done a gig in a while. But I got this book of Christmas jokes from the library a few weeks ago, and I thought it'd be fun to share them with you. So that leads me to my next idea for a Christmas TV show, The Christmas Cave Comedy Countdown. It's The Christmas Cave Comedy Countdown! (laughs) Hey everybody, thanks for coming down to The Christmas Cave tonight. Be sure and tip your elves, am I right? (laughs) Guy knows what I'm talking about. Okay, let's let her rip with the top five Christmas jokes. Here we go. Number five. Why doesn't Santa ever worry about the past? Because he's always focused on the present. (laughs) Number four. What do you call a twig that doesn't like Christmas? A stick in the mud. (laughs) Number three. How does an opera singer make Christmas cookies? With icing. I sing. Number two. Why doesn't Santa ever have any spare change? Because he's Saint Nicholas. What do you get when you cross Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny? Jolly beans. I feel like these were a lot better in my head. Number one. And finally, what kind of toy does a chicken want for Christmas? A Jack in the Buck 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 Box! That's my time, folks, and that'll do it for this edition of the Christmas Cave Comedy Countdown. You've been beautiful. I'll be here all year. And now a word from one of the other podcasts in the Christmas Podcast Network. What's up, dudes? I'm Jerry D. of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, books, fashion, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, he's got it covered. Wait, is there a lot of things to talk about for the 80s and Christmas? Well, you got the movie giants like Christmas Vacation, Scrooged, and A Christmas Story. There are TV specials like Muppet Family Christmas, Claymation Christmas Celebration, and a Garfield Christmas Special. Plus classics shown every year. You also jam out to Last Christmas, Do They Know It's Christmas, and Christmas in Hollis. But most of all, it was a time for the most bodacious, best-selling Christmas toys ever, like He-Man, G.I. Joe, Transformers, and Cabbage Patch Kids. Yes, them too. We cover them all, plus much more, including standard segments like Hap Hap Happiest Memory, Gagging with the Spoon, The Other Half of the Battle, and Chant with the Littles. So tune in to Totally Rad Christmas everywhere you get your podcasts. Turn the clock back and dive into those warm and fuzzy memories. Later, dudes. Welcome back. 
So, ever since lockdown started, I've been watching a lot of British panel shows. And I especially like the ones like QI, Big Fat Quiz, or even 8 out of 10 Cats, because I often learn a little bit of trivia while I'm being entertained. What has that got to do with anything? Perfect timing, imaginary listener. It sounds kind of like Kermit the Frog. You get to be a contestant on my new holiday trivia show, Pop Quizmas! When is National Candy Cane Day? Who popularized the modern-day gingerbread When and where were Christmas cards for a soul? How many reindeer are there? What is the earliest mention of Christmas stockings? What is the most recorded Christmas song? Who came up with Elf on a Shelf? What was the first Christmas movie ever made? What are the chances you can hear this question over the other questions? Pop Quizmas. Welcome to Pop Quizmas, the show that reminds you that even though you may have been celebrating Christmas all your life, there's always something new to learn, or in some cases, unlearn. Let's welcome our Parupapum panel. On the red side, we have the imaginary listener who's sounding increasingly less and less like Kermit the Frog. I, I didn't agree to this. And on the green side, we have Krampus. I just thought I'd pop in for a bit. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask you to keep the puns to a minimum. That's it. I'm leaving. Too late. The doors are locked. So, today, we're going to talk about the Magi. These fellas, sometimes referred to as the wise men, famously came to see Jesus and bring him gifts. But how well do you really know the Magi? That's what we're here to find out. We'll start with an easy one. How many Magi were there? Oh, that's easy. Three. What was that? That's the Christmas klaxon. It means you said the wrong answer. That can't be the wrong answer. Everyone always talks about the three wise men. Yes, they absolutely do. But in fact, there's nothing in the Bible that says how many there were. It's believed that we assumed that there were three because of the three gifts listed, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. In actuality, in that time period, when making a lengthy trip like they were making, it would be much more likely to have way more than three. In fact, in Eastern Christianity, they say that there are 12 wise men. But again, we really have no idea how many there were. Now, here's a tricky one. Can you name any of the Magi? Sure, Balasar, Melchior, and Casper. Again? Yes, I'm afraid that's part of the legend that's cropped up around the Magi and not actually part of the biblical account. The Magi weren't actually assigned names until the 5th or 6th century Greek chronicle Excerpta Latina Barbari. And even then, their names were given as Bithesaria, Melikior, and Gathaspa. Woof, there are going to be a lot of outtakes at the end of this episode. Almost certainly. These names are definitely hard to pronounce, which may be why over the centuries the names morphed into Balasar, Melchior, and Caspar. They were even assigned regions of origin, with Balasar having come from Arabia, Melchior from Persia, and Caspar from India. Again, none of this is in the Bible. They are simply described as having been from the East. People have also divided up the gifts that they each brought Jesus, with Balasar giving the gift of gold, Melchior giving frankincense, and Caspar giving myrrh. This is likely all legend built up about the likely mistaken assumption that there were exactly three magi. Speaking of that word, what do you think magi means? King? Oh, come on! Afraid not. We've all heard the song, We Three Kings of Orient Are. Indeed we have, and there possibly is some reference to them being kings in the Bible. Isaiah chapter 60 verses 1 through 6 makes reference to kings coming to the brightness of the Lord's dawn and also makes mention of gifts of gold and incense. Some have interpreted that as referring to the Magi, but it's not certain. 
What is certain is that the word magi meant priest, or more accurately, one who practiced astronomy, astrology, and alchemy. Magi is in fact where we get the modern words magic and magician. Well, if they were magicians, of course they'd want to meet Jesus. Yes, between walking on water, creating loaves and fishes, and turning water into wine, Jesus was the ultimate magician. He wasn't doing illusions, he was doing it for real. Eat your heart out, David Copperfield. Now, when did the Magi come to visit Jesus? Twelve days after he was born. Come on! You've got to be kidding me! That one can't be wrong! I know the Epiphany is a thing! No, you're right about that. The Epiphany is a feast day that is sometimes called Three Kings Day that celebrates the revelation of Christ to the Gentiles in general as well as the visit of the Magi specifically. But it was likely much longer than 12 days after his birth. The Bible says that they found Jesus in a house, not in a manger or a stable, suggesting they had moved into an actual house by then. In addition, before the Magi made it to Jesus, they visited King Herod on the way to ask where this child that was the king of the Jews was. Herod wasn't having any of that, so he sent the Magi to go find Jesus and report back to him. The Magi figured out that Herod meant to do Jesus harm, so they did not come back to see Herod. At that point, Herod ordered the death of every child under two in Bethlehem. This tells us two things. One, Herod was an evil monster. Two, Jesus may have been up to two years old at this point. So, to recap, the Magi may or may not have been kings, we don't really know their names, or how many of them there were, and they probably weren't even there that close to the time when Jesus was born. Why are they even a part of the Christmas story? I believe they have a huge part in the Christmas story. They represent the outside discovering and appreciating Jesus. Like, yes, Jesus came to save the Jews, but he also came to save the whole world. Basically, he's not just here for the insiders, but the outsiders too. The Magi represent those outsiders. And so, yeah, we've embellished over the centuries and mystified them into legend and fudged the timeline a bit so they could be part of our nativity scenes. But that's kind of what Christmas is about. It's changed and adapted over the many years to make room for everyone. Hopefully, the Christmas spirit will always encourage us to welcome the outsiders and invite them to celebrate with us. Wow, that was pretty deep for a goofy game show. Speaking of which, we are out of time, so let's check in with the scores. With negative four points, Frog Sounding Guy is in second place, which means our winner is Krampus. What? He didn't even say anything the whole game. I, I, I honestly forgot he was here. I didn't get to make puns. I saw no reason to talk. Brilliant strategy. Well, that's it for Pop Quizmas today, but until next time, remember, don't be a wise guy. Be a Magi. And that'll about do it for another- Hold on a second. What's up? I feel like you were forgetting something. Oh? What's that? Normally you end the show with an audience participation segment. Last year it was Seasons Musings. The year before that it was listeners performing an original Hallmark slash Die Hard movie called The Bomb for Christmas. Before that it was voting on the best Christmas foods in the Christmas Bowl. But last month, nothing. Have you forgotten that the audience likes to get involved too? You know what? You're right. I did almost forget that I wanted to premiere a new segment this year. And it's inspired by a gift my mom got me for Christmas last year. You see, many years ago, the late Ed Asner formed the Ed Asner Family Center to help differently abled individuals. And last year, they did a charity fundraiser where they had celebrities doing a table read of It's a Wonderful Life. You had to donate a certain amount of money to watch it, and my mom donated the money so I could watch it. And the proceeds went to help the Ed Asner Family Center. And they got quite a list of celebrities to do the read. Mark Hamill, Ed Harris, Lou Diamond Phillips, and Rosario Dawson as Mary, and Jason Sudeikis as George. As I was watching this, I thought to myself, even though I have no desire to have them do a remake of It's a Wonderful Life, if they did, Sudeikis and Dawson would be perfect for these roles, as was Mark Hamill as Clarence the Angel. 
So I thought, what if other Christmas movies and specials got recast? That would be a fun thought experiment. So I thought I'd put it to you, the listener. Help me recast some classic Christmas movies and specials in a new segment called Simply Having a Wacky Recastmas Time. Simply having a wacky recastmas time. Don't worry, none of these castings will ever happen. Clearly, Hollywood does not listen to my ideas. So we don't have to worry about any of these becoming reality. But it could be fun to imagine how things would play out. So, what I first need from you is movies and specials to recast. So send in your ideas for which movies or specials we should recast to christmas at tancast.com. That's christmas at tan, like the color, cast like you broke your arm.com. And you don't have to limit yourself to just one. Send in as many as you think would be fun to recast. And remember, we're not limited by budget, actors' egos, or even the passage of time. We could recast a modern Christmas movie with actors and actresses from the golden age of Hollywood, or we could recast an old movie with the movie stars of today. So, send in your ideas to christmas at tancast.com today, and next episode will be simply having a wacky recastmas time. Okay, now can I end the show? I guess. Thanks for your begrudging blessing. Well, that is it for the show today. Stay warm out there. Winter is winding down, but not without plenty more coldness to spread around. Don't forget to stop by the show notes for that cranberry cream cheese dip recipe, and be sure to send me plenty of movies and specials so we can get to recasting them next time. Thanks again for listening, and until we meet again, you believers, keep laughing all the way. And that was Christmas 1983. Actually, Dad, it's 2022. Oh. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, a.k.a. iTunes, and email us about it at christmas at tancast.com, we'll send you a free Can't Wait for Christmas sticker. If you'd like to see the show notes or leave a comment on this or any other episodes, you can go to our official website, Can't Wait for Christmas pod.com. While you're there, you'll find a link to our official Zazzle store where you can grab customizable t-shirts, ornaments, stickers, and all sorts of other Christmas-themed items all year long. We'd love to connect with you on social media. On Facebook and Instagram, we are Can't Wait for Christmas Pod. And on Twitter, we are at Christmas Pod. We Wish You a Merry Christmas was performed by the United States Marine Corps Band, and this amazing version of Jingle Bells on the accordion was performed by the wonderful and talented Christian Nowicki. All other music and sounds used in this episode are the properties of their individual copyright holders, and they are used for purposes of commentary and review. No infringement is intended. Okay, boys, did I forget anything? God bless us, everyone. Merry Christmas! Greetings, you believers! Welcome back to the Christmas Shkale. Greeting, always good when you're fumbling and bumbling right out of the gate. It's only the second sentence in the show, and I've messed it up. And that's my time, folks. That's it for this edition of Comedy. No, what was it called again? And that's my time, folks. And that'll do it for this edition of. I still forgot the name of it. Christmas Cave Comedy Countdown. Okay. All right, that's my time, folks, and that'll do it for this edition of Comedy... I forgot it again! 
The Magi weren't assigned names until the 5th or 6th century. Greek chronic... I'm not even tripping up on the Latin. I'm tripping up on my own sentence structure. And even then, their names were given as Bethisaria, Bethisaria, Melichior, and Gathasapa. Oh boy. How many runs of this is going to take? Let's find out. And even then, their names were assigned as Bilisaria, Melichior, and Gatha... No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just guessing now. Bith is Aria. Bithisaria. Bithisaria, Melichior, and Gathaspa. And even then, their names were given as Bilisaria. <laughs> This is how I die, sitting here waiting to try and get these right as I record them over and over again until the pillars of time collapse. And even then, their names were given as Bilisara, Melichior, and Gaspaccio. And even then, their names were given as Bithisara, Melichimithisara, Bithisara, Bithisaria, Bithisaria. Bithisaria. <laughs> and even then, their names were given as Bithisaria, Melichior, and Gathaspara. Nope, I added an R at the end. <laughs> Don't forget to stop by the show notes for that cranberry crease. <sighs> Don't. I can't end the show. My lips won't let me end the show. Thanks again for listening, and until we see you... Thanks again for listening, and until we... <laughs> I really can't end the show! My mouth won't let me! <laughs> Thanks again for listening, and until we meet again, you believers, keep laughing all the way. I did it! I did it! The show's over! I did it! <laughs> Take that, mouth! I win!